Hello and welcome to the Emmanuel Church London catch-up service. Thank you so much for joining us. We have a passion to present Jesus to London and would love for you to be part of the adventure. So why not say hello to us by visiting our website manualchurchlondon.org so we can get back to you and say a bit more of a personal hello. Um, and I hope if you've been around for any of this series that it's been helpful. We've, we've really enjoyed it and, and really believe that it's been significant uh, for us as a church. So hopefully uh, it's been helpful in teaching us that uh, God is a God, as I said earlier, who still speaks today. That he's a God who loves to speak, is, is speaking um, and has spoken, is speaking and will continue to speak. And that we're a people that can hear him. Um, and that's for everyone. And if you've come into relationship with Jesus Christ, I want to just remind you again, if you're sat there thinking, I don't hear, that you have heard. You have heard. Because the Holy Spirit came and invited you on behalf of Jesus into relationship with him, and you said yes. And we've been looking over the last few weeks, have been a, a people of both word and spirit. And Stu even in the first week reminded us that these things aren't in conflict with one another, that God's actually intended it, that we would be both a people that hold highly the word of God, the Bible, that it's our highest authority, and that the Bible's got all kinds of answers to our questions in it because it is his word written down on pages for us to read. And so when we open it, we can expect him to be speaking to us. The Bible is important. It's a manual for our life. The answers for the purpose of life are in it. But God's also intended that we would be a people who are filled with the Spirit. And we talked a couple of weeks ago about the promise of the Holy Spirit, that when Jesus came, he promised the third part of the Trinity, the Holy Spirit, to be poured out upon us. And, and in being filled with the Spirit, that we would hear the voice of Jesus, that we would be prompted by Jesus himself and led by Jesus. And one of the things that Jesus promises and that we see happen in the early years of the church when we read through the Bible in the New Testament is not just simply that the disciples were filled by the Holy Spirit, but that the Holy Spirit gave gifts. Now, that's not to be confused, right, in terms of the fruit of the Spirit, but he gives specific gifts to individuals to help build the church. One of those gifts is a, a gift that I want to talk about today, which is the gift of prophecy. And I'm going to take a little bit of time, not too long, don't cheer when I say that, uh, not too long, and then we're going to have a panel discussion, and then we're going to finish by praying and worshipping Jesus again. So I want to take uh, a little bit of time just to get familiar with the subject of prophecy. So first of all, let's just ask the question, what is prophecy? If you were here a couple of weeks ago, you, you'll know, and I just to remind you, that in the Old Testament, so before Jesus came from heaven to earth, in the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit hadn't been poured out upon all people. But there were particular people that were prophets that essentially were the mouthpiece of God. So this is pre-Jesus coming and pre-the Holy Spirit being poured out. And so a lot of what the prophets tended to do uh, in those days was to bring revelation to who God was, is, to, to show people his holiness, but because it was pre-Christ and because it was pre the work of the Holy Spirit, often it would actually be bringing judgment upon God's people. And so it wasn't particularly a job that you'd be sticking your hand up for. 
okay? If you were a prophet in the Old Testament, it could have been quite a lonely existence. Um, it could have been quite a dangerous existence. Some of them were executed because sometimes you're standing before kings and rulers, before God's people, and essentially you're, you're sort of saying, guys, you've got it wrong again. And all of the prophets are helping bring revelation that this is who God is and this is who we are. And so they're all pointing forward because of the necessity of salvation to a Messiah, Jesus, that's going to save. And then a, a few weeks ago, I mentioned this moment at the end of the Old Testament, last book in the Old Testament, Malachi, then there's this 400-year gap. And it's not that God doesn't exist in that 400-year gap, but there's no prophetic voice. No one is speaking on God's behalf. He's still God. He's doing just fine. But no one is speaking out on his behalf. And then Jesus. And Jesus begins to fulfill loads of prophetic words that have been coming in the Old Testament about one that's going to come and change everything. And we see his life and his death and his resurrection. And when he's raised from death to life, he then ascends to be with the Father. And the thing that he's been promising the disciples all the way to the cross is that I'm going to send somebody else. Then there's this moment in Acts chapter 2 where Jesus has been glorified by the Father and he pours out his Holy Spirit. And, and, and there's this radical moment, Pentecost, where some of Jesus' followers are in an upper room, and for the first time, the Holy Spirit rushes upon them. And it's madness, right? It's in the middle of, middle of a festival in Jerusalem, and the people of Jerusalem are looking on to these men and women, and they're like, these guys are hammered. What the heck is up with this lot? And they're, goodness knows what it looked like, but things are going on, right? And it looks like a crazy night out in southeast London. But then Peter, one of Jesus' best friends, stands up and he starts to address the crowds. And what he says is this. Fellow Jews and all of you who live in Jerusalem, let me explain this to you. Listen carefully to what I say. And I want to encourage you to do the same this morning, church. These people are not drunk, as you suppose. It's only nine in the morning. No, this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. So Peter is now drawing upon an Old Testament prophet who has spoken that something is going to happen Peter is saying, it's happening. He says this, In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters, they're going to prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they will prophesy. I will show wonders in the heavens above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and billows of smoke. The sun will be turned to darkness, the moon to blood, before the coming of the great and glorious day of the Lord. And everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. The prophetic, hearing God, dreaming about God, whether it's a feeling, a nudge, a revelation of the purpose of who God is and what he wants for his people, all of a sudden is getting given to men and women that come to Jesus without exception. As we explore what is prophecy, let me ask this question, who can prophesy? Well, it seems in Acts 2, as Peter draws upon this prophetic word from Joel, that all can prophesy. Sons, daughters, young, old, men, women, servant, not servants, all will be filled with the Spirit and all will prophesy. 
Now, it's important when we're talking about gifts of the Spirit that we recognize that gifts are given with different measure, okay? So just, I'm going to be rattling through a few different things, and hopefully this is going to be helpful. A helpful way to think about the prophetic might be this. There, there are three particular categories that I would think about when I think about the prophetic. If we jump into Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11, it says this. So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and the teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up. So there are particular gifts, particular offices that are given to some that are given with such measure that they're going to be a blessing. I think that these verses particularly would be talking about a translocal gift, so a gift that's operating into churches, plural, that are able to equip in the same gifting. So this particular gift is, yes, this person can prophesy to churches and prophesy to people, but also is particularly gifted in bringing that gift about in people. So if someone came to us that was particularly functioning in this area of the prophetic, they wouldn't simply be prophesying to us, but they would be equipping the prophets amongst us. They would be releasing that gift amongst us. But to go on, there's also within the local church, there's going to be some people whose lane, the prophetic, so, sorry, the prophetic is, is absolutely their lane. It's a gift that God's given them particularly to run in. Listen to this in Romans 12, 6 to 8. It says, this is Paul speaking, we have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it's serving, then serve. If it's teaching, then teach. If it's to encourage, then encouragement. If it's giving, then give generously. If it's to lead, do it diligently. If it's to show mercy, do it cheerfully. So there are some people that you're, you're particularly going to find, and you might already know it, but it might be that you're sat here today and you're thinking, oh, I reckon that might be me. You're going to find that the prophetic is something that just lights you up and that you just you naturally fall into the category where you're like, I'm, I'm hearing on behalf of God. I'm seeing things. I'm feeling things. I dreamt something. And that is probably a sign that you are functioning in the gift of the prophetic. And I just want to stop for a moment and say this. It says, if your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If you're sat here today and you know that the prophetic is a gift, I want to say, as Peter said, sorry, as um, Paul said, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. Be free. You're going to hear in a moment from some friends of ours that we know function in this gift. And we're going to hopefully give you some pointers to how to do that and how to keep pursuing this gift. But prophesy in accordance with your faith. If you don't feel like it's a primary gift of yours, that's okay. That's not a problem at all. Do that in accordance with your faith. Okay? The last thing that I'd say in terms of category is just going back to Acts chapter 2 again is that all can prophesy. It says this in 1 Corinthians 14.1. It says, follow the way of love and eagerly desire the gifts of the Spirit, especially prophecy. So whoever you are here today, whether you believe that you've got that particular gifting, whether it's something that you particularly want to pursue and function in, it is a gift for all of us. We can hear from God for ourselves, but also we can prophesy. So that's important then to say, well, why? Why do we prophesy? Let me ask that question, answer that question. Again, with gifts of the Spirit, it's important to know that gifts aren't the end game. Okay, We don't ask for gifts from God so that we can boast in them, so that we can show off in them. 
it isn't the end game. When we talk about being filled with the Spirit, it's not just so that we can have an experience, a physical experience. This is something that we've talked about a lot with the young people. It's not so that we can just get from God. It's all about, and this is the end goal, it's all about Jesus. One of the things that the Holy Spirit does more than anything else, or what he's always doing, is glorifying and revealing the person of Christ. It's just in his very nature. It's, it's who he is. And so when we're filled with the Spirit, he shows us Jesus. When we think about the prophetic, that's the end goal, that we get closer to Jesus. And it's foundation, and it's important just to go there as well, and, and Shireen, who's going to be up here in a moment, prayed both of these things as we were praying this morning. So we want revelation of Jesus, but the foundation is love. Okay, so we don't prophesy to boast in our gift. We prophesy out of a place of love for God's people. We prophesy because God has poured his love upon us and given us a gift that's going to bless and help other people. And if you want to know more about all of the gifts of the Spirit and just how they function, 1 Corinthians, if you look at 12, 13, and 14, it will do you good. Chapter 13, particularly, Paul goes in on just building this understanding of love. And he basically says, listen, if you do anything, if you function in any of the gifts without love, then you're nothing. He says that about the prophetic. So if you just get up and start prophesying, even if it's the most wonderful gift that anybody's ever seen before, if it's lacking in love, then it's nothing. That is the purpose behind it. It says in 1 Corinthians 14, 4, anyone who speaks in a tongue edifies themselves, but the one who prophesies edifies the church. I would like every one of you to speak in tongues, but I'd rather you have prophecy. The one who prophesies is greater than the one who speaks in tongues unless someone interprets so that the church may be edified. What Paul's talking about here is he's saying, if you're going to prophesy, then I would prefer that so, because people will understand they will be edified. They will be built up. That is one of the primary purposes of the prophetic. It's to reveal Jesus and to reveal his plan and purpose for an individual or for a local church. That's what he's doing. He's revealing himself, constantly revealing himself, and it's for their good. Even if it comes with some challenge, it's for the good of the individual or for the good of the church. It's a beautiful, wonderful gift because it draws back the curtain on who God is. It's amazing. And we need to pursue it wholeheartedly. So when we prophesy, we prophesy to build the church up, to build an individual up. And we do so from a place of love to edify, to comfort, and to build up. I want to encourage you, church, before I invite my friends to come up, that God has called us to be a prophetic people. We want to pursue the gift of prophecy. Paul tells, as we just read it just a moment ago, eagerly desire the spiritual gifts, especially prophecy. We want to take that seriously. A few of us were away last year. It was a year ago now, wasn't it? Yeah, last year. And we had another prophetic word. And this is, to be honest, different sort of threads, um, but all leading to the same place. Someone saying to us that, that he believed that God was saying that we were going to be a prophetic people, that we would operate in the gift both locally for, for our sake and the building up of church, but also that we'd be a hub to bless other people as well, other churches. When we receive prophetic words like that, we want to steward them well. We want to pray into that. We want to think about that. We want to bring that before God because the prophetic word doesn't just come to pass without us playing our part, right? So when we hear things like that, we say, okay, God, we want to take that seriously. 
And so I want to um, just invite Hannah and Shireen and Pamela up um, to join me. And we're just going to explore a little bit about um, how we prophesy and what that looks like. And um, we're going to just give them some questions. Just to say the reason that we've, we've asked them to come and share is because we recognize this gift in them. Um, they're really helping take a lead on the prophetic. You've probably come uh, across them already in terms of praying with them. But just to honor you and honor this gift, thank you so much for stepping out in it. Thank you for nudging us as leaders and not stopping to do that. And uh, would you join with me in welcoming them as they come to speak to us now? Yeah, if you guys go that side, then we'll go this side. Good. You kick off. Well, thank you. Um, and like Ben said, it, it's so good that you guys have taken such a lead and have blessed our church um, through prophecy. Um, I guess my first question is, how did you first start hearing from God? I don't know who wants to take that first. Um, yeah, so by asking God to speak to me, um, when I was kind of in my early 20s, I was in a church where um, kind of modeling that um, everyone can prophesy was quite important, and a lot of people stepped out in, in sort of giving that a go, and I remember hearing a preach where someone talked about a very specific prophetic word that they'd received that enabled them to, to make a really big decision. And at that point, I was like, I want to hear God like that. I want to hear for other people. I want to hear for the church. Um, and so I just asked God for that and started stepping out and trying it, really. Similar question, Shireen. I mean, how, were you, how did you become aware that you possessed this gift of prophecy? Um, my journey was quite interesting because I was brought up in a kind of cessationist um, teaching, which means that you don't... The gifts of the Spirit were for when the apostles operated and not for now. And so I was kind of taught growing up that, that those, uh, the Holy Spirit, it doesn't, the gifts of, don't manifest nowadays for us to t today. Um, because we have the Bible, we don't need them. And so um, I had quite a bit of a struggle to actually, uh, yeah, get to the point where I was like, God, this is something that I'm open to, actually. Um, I, it, it was quite a process for me. And God led me really gently um, over time where I got to a place where I was like, okay, I, I, I'm going to believe these things. I think I, I believe these things are for today. Um, and then actually it was kind of a process of thinking, seeing people prophesy and understanding that it was a gift to be eagerly desired, but actually sort of thinking to myself, like I kind of had that like, oh, I'd really love that, but I don't think I can handle that. I don't think I'm ready for that. I don't think I'll steward that very well. Um, so I thought to myself, like, I'll wait till I get to a, a, a place where I know that I won't be like a big ed if I know something about something. Um, <laughs> so I'll wait for that to like happen. And then I'll ask God for the gift of prophecy. And that um, was a journey as well to realize that I'll never get to that place. Um, and actually, God gives us gifts now um, in, in his grace. And it's not that something that we earn. It's not something that we get ready for, like build ourselves up to be able to achieve uh, a, like a position to get it's actually a free gift that we give and it's not it's not something that we can boast about because it's from God not from anything we've done to earn it mm. and so actually understanding that was quite key for me to then be able to surrender that idea 
and say, oh, like, yeah, okay, so I can't earn it, and I know I'll probably won't, like, need some help in how to do this, but God, it, it was an eager desire for me to be like, that is something that really um, I feel quite passionate about and I feel excited about. Um, and it wasn't until uh, like a, a visiting prophet came to town and a bunch of us from church went and visited him um, called Sean Boltz, and he's, he prophesies really uh, powerfully. And when I was actually in that session with him in, in the conference, actually something I felt, and this is like, um, like, like an, an, an ignition came for me that I was like, yes, this is my lane. This is, this is something that just became ignited for me in my spirit, and I just felt like a real hunger um, to pursue this, and then um, it led me into reading more and exploring more and, and yeah, stepping out in faith in the gift. That's great. So let's just sort of like um, take a, go a layer down, as it were, and just to help people and just aware that people will be at all kinds of different stages in terms of understanding the prophetic and operating in the prophetic. So let's go to a place where you might be praying for an individual particularly. How are you approaching that moment and what happens? So if, you're, if someone comes to you and says, oh, you know, would you pray for me? How does the gift of the prophetic particularly, and it will be different for different people, obviously, so it would be great to, again, hear from both of you, but what does that look like? What are you saying to God? How do you start to hear from him, and, and how do you start to, to speak to that person? Um, so I think, um, first of all, it's like you're trying to love the person that's in front of you, and I think that's a really important, like Ben touched on it in terms of the 1 Corinthians chapter, like you're trying to love them, um, and so asking God's heart for them, like, what, what, how does he feel about the person? How does he see them um, would be a start point for me in that, in hearing what God has to say. Um, I would normally try and really practically it not to be me and one other person. Um, you know, I'd want a, a sort of a third person in there praying, particularly if I'm going to bring the prophetic, because I think what's really important to remember is whilst we can all prophesy, we are all learning in this, and, and it says that we prophesy in part, and so we're not always going to be 100% accurate. So I think it's really helpful to have someone else hear what's being said so that they've got someone to maybe talk to about it, um, and to, to kind of process that with afterwards, you know, if that's another leader, like a connect group leader, if it's someone in the church, like a leader, someone else that, that you know is their friend, I think that's really important um, to kind of not do it in isolation on your own, um, and then to be asking God, you know, how do you see this person? What do you, what do you want to say to them? I think, um, and also ask questions while you're praying. I think we can be quite kind of, um, I need to be really spiritual in this moment. But really practically, I'll normally keep my eyes open while I'm praying for a person and see how they're responding to what I'm praying. I will also ask them, like, does that make sense? Does that resonate with you? Um, before I kind of keep going and keep going and keep going. And it's kind of that, that process of checking in and what's kind of called, I guess, weighing the word. Is it right? Am I on the right tracks? If I'm not, that's okay. Um, because we don't always get it right. And our identity isn't in getting it right. Our identity is in Jesus. Um, and therefore, it is okay to make mistakes in this, but let's do it in a really loving way. What's actually happening, just before you pass to Shreem, so you've answered most of that, yeah. but what's actually happening in terms of hearing from God? What is yeah. that, what's that like for you? So when you're saying, God, what do you want to say about this person? Yeah. How are you then actually hearing from God? Is it an audible voice? Is it like, what is it? Um, it can be a few different things. So um, quite often it will be like... Um, an emotion that I might feel mm -hmm. for someone, like, um, 
it might be kind of in yeah in my emotions kind of a new emotion rising up that I'm like oh that wasn't there before um sometimes it can be like like a, a voice in your in my head that I know isn't mine like I've learned to recognize just isn't my thoughts is is um kind of God's voice sometimes it might be like a picture or like an image kind of comes to mind and I'll ask God well what do you want to say through that so those or awesome scripture will come to mind in that so that's not a definitive list, but those are the things that, for me, um, I quite often experience when I'm asking God, like, what is it that you would like to say to somebody? Great. Shireen, can you answer the same question? Um, I think, for me, being able to hear the voice of God for other people has started with hearing the voice of God for myself. Um, and so then um, there's a verse in Hebrews that talks about um, moving on to spiritual maturity and by constant practice of being able to distinguish um, good and evil is actually um, a maturity in, in our faith. And so actually being able to practice for ourselves what is going on in my head, knowing that it's not all God, um, it's not all you, and it's not all the enemy, and knowing that, there's, there, that there can be um, a variety of things going on and being able to then train yourself it says like it says in that verse mm. by constant practice being able to distinguish good and evil is is quite key I think and so being able to like say um yeah I think that's God like really helps when you then go and pray for someone <laughs> to be like I feel I sense this I feel this I have this impression it can come in different strengths when I'm praying for someone but actually um the way I've really found helpful in learning to discern the voice of God is through the fruits of the spirit um, and we always teach that in kids' work, but it's in Galatians 5. And actually, um, the fruits of the Spirit, I like to say, is like a bit like um, God's personality profile. <laughs> and so um, I really like personality profiles. <laughs> and so then understanding that when um, Galatians 5 says, this is what the Spirit is like, his love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. When it, when it lists those things, that is a guide for us to be able to say, is this God? Hmm. And so then when I, when I perceive something, I would then say to myself, is, does it feel peaceful? Does that, does that, that idea or that, that suggestion or that sense, does that feel peaceful? Does it feel gentle? Does it feel joyful? Does it, does it lead me in the way of the fruit of the Spirit? And if it is, it's a very good indication as a very simple kind of uh, test to say, no, I think that might be God speaking. And I found as I've practiced this um, for myself, um, and seeing the fr and then the fruit of what I then say or do as a result of what I'm what what God is leading me to say and do has has been good. I've then had uh, grown in faith, I guess, to be able to then stand in front of someone and say, "Hey, I think this might be uh, something for you or something interesting you should consider." Or, um, yeah. It's great, Pamela. You had a great question that you said to me earlier. <laughs> Let's hit him with that one. Okay, this is this is off off script, <laughs> but we, I'm. <laughs> we, we love off script. <laughs> But, but I, was, I was interested, and I'm sure there's others here who, especially if you're new to, to the idea of prophecy and this gift, what's the difference between what you're hearing and experiencing and like Mystic Meg or like some soothsayer? Mystic Meg used to be on TV, for those of you that are of a younger generation. <laughs> and uh, essentially was like, a, what did she do? She like? was like a crystal ball gazer. Like a crystal ball gazer, just to bring some context. Yeah. Um, wow, Pamela. Um, <laughs> The I obvious think, question. <laughs> yeah. I think, first of all, the difference is the source of where the, where the knowledge is coming from. Like, the source is from God. 
um, and it's God speaking and it's his word. Um, so I think that's the first difference. That's not to say that, that you know, Shireen's kind of touched on it, discerning what different spirits are. Um, you know, there, there are other spirits that might share things with us, but they're not good. They're not going to bring the same fruits of the spirit. They're not going to bring joy, peace, um, and those things with it. So, yeah. Let's leave that one now. We don't need Okay. <laughs> just, just so, on time, just so we fit all in, I'm just going to we'll yeah, bounce yeah. between you a little bit now. Okay. Um, <laughs> thanks for the question, Mara. It's a good one. Thanks, um, <laughs> Hannah, I just wonder, we've talked a little bit about, um, actually, Shreem, can we start with you? We talked about giving the prophetic word. When you're receiving a prophetic word, what help us understand what, what should we be doing? Is it just absolute blanket? I'm going to listen to everything that's just been said to me. It's changed my life. How, how do you receive a prophetic word? Help us to know. Um, to do that. I think it's really helpful to know that the Bible tells us that we prophesy in part. And so actually, um, that means we don't get it all right. And some of us, some of it will be uh, from God and some of it may be our own interpretation of a situation or um, like emotions or and so then we've got to as we receive something we've got to be able to um, we've got to be able to weigh this um, and, and, and so then there's two responsibilities when the prophetic is given the person who gives it is supposed to weigh before before they give it like they're supposed to um, decide is this something that is going to be from God and, and the way that I share it and then the person who receive it doesn't just have to receive it like, oh, this is this surely is the voice of God because they've said God said, or I think God is saying. You don't have to receive that. You 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 have a responsibility um, and permission to be able to weigh this um, with God um, for yourself before you allow it to inform you in any way. And so then it's really important that it's weighed on both sides. And so when someone comes and says to you. Um, I feel like God is saying this, it is your responsibility to, to say, okay, like, you, I mean, you can listen and receive it, but then you can go and, and judge and see and test it. Um, and we're taught to, like, test the spirit. And so there's a number of checks that we can, um, we can go down and learn how to weigh stuff. I don't know if you want to... Well, Hannah, maybe you can touch on, yeah, on the checks and also what it means when you're hearing for the church corporately. Um, so I think um, on some of the checks, like the first thing is, does it line up to scripture? Like that's the, the, Stu Baker talked about it a few weeks ago. That's the kind of plumb line that we've got. Like if it goes against scripture, then it's not from God. Um, I think, does it line up to what God's been saying to you in other circumstances and, and through things he might have been saying? And then I think it's just really helpful to talk it through with other people that know you and know what's going on in your life and who you might consider um, can bring some wisdom and some insight into that. Um, you know, I think those are the filters that I would put it through. The other thing is to write prophetic words down and record them because in the moment it might not make sense. I've definitely had prophetic words. I've got like a notebook. I keep them all in and sometimes I go back and read through them and there are things that at the time didn't make sense. That I'm like, oh, right, now, God, I see that this, this and this was because of this and, and it, it's important that you're not necessarily going to understand it all in the moment. Um, and so just keeping a record of them, I think, is really helpful. So what, just on, Pamela just touched on the church. Yeah. If you guys, I mean, there might be people here that just, I don't know, when they're praying might start to think, I'm hearing from God and it feels like this isn't for an individual, this is for us as like mm -hmm. a, a family. It might be on a Sunday morning or it might not be. Do you want to just talk a bit about your own experience of that, what you would do if you feel like God's speaking to you on behalf of the whole church? Yeah, I think um, a, a few things. Like, firstly... 
I would ask God, why are you sharing this with me? Uh, definitely one of my experiences is that God has revealed things to me for me to pray rather than for it to be publicly shared and just to, to hold something in prayer for a season. Um, so I think first of all, like asking God, is this the appropriate moment to share this or is it not? Um, if you're unsure, like that is still okay to talk that through with someone else. It's not like you have to make that decision in isolation on your own, but to sit down with someone and, and kind of talk it through. Um, I think then it's about honoring the leadership and the eldership of the church and bringing it to them. Um, and sometimes that might look like if it's on a Sunday morning, the guys that are hosting coming and saying, oh, I just feel like God might be saying this or in a prayer meeting, I just feel like God might be saying this. Um, if it's um, kind of a bit more, you know, for the church um, directionally or kind of bigger picture, um, I would be bringing it to the elders. So, you know, sending a voice note or a phone call or an email or chatting to, to Ben or Stu um, and kind of saying, I just feel like God might be saying this at the moment and chatting it through with them. And I think for me, the really important thing, like, is regardless of whether it's to share or whether it's to, um, to hold in prayer, is keep praying that prophetic word keep holding it in prayer but also to understand that with the gift of the prophetic our obedience is to bring the word our obedience isn't to then nag and nag and nag until it's shared or you know to be disappointed or or annoyed because actually there wasn't time for your prophetic word to be shared or actually it's not been referenced ever again um, from the elders like our obedience is to bring it and to trust um, the leadership that we're under, um, and to trust that God will will guide and bring it up again if he needs to, and kind of leave it there. I've definitely had to go through seasons of dealing with being annoyed, not with Ben and Stu when I was younger, <laughs> in another church, but but like being annoyed, of like, well, I felt like God was saying this, and no one's listened to me. The thing is with the prophetic is you're quite often seeing things that are yet to come, yeah. and so sometimes you're living in a tension of like, I feel like God is saying this, um, but it's not the right time to bring it. And so you've just got to learn to live in that tension a little bit of, yeah. of sometimes having seen a little bit further ahead um, and not seeing that come right now. It's really good. It's really, really helpful. Should we just finish with this one maybe for sure? You need the mic, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm still learning. <laughs> so how would you encourage people here to, to grow, to sort of, um, yeah, grow in their gift? of the prophetic, what would you say to someone here? Um, what really helped me was someone saying, um, God, is, God, is, God is so good at speaking, <laughs> <laughs> um, and he is, so much, he is so much better at speaking than we are at speaking, and yet we come to him, and we speak and speak and speak, and we don't listen. Um, and we don't give him a chance to get a word in edgeways. And so it's like having a relationship where someone's there and we just speak at them and then we just go and we go and do something else afterwards. Mm. And we don't actually sp spend time to wait and say, okay, what are you saying? Really what do you have to say back <laughs> about what I've just said? And so then that was like quite revelation, like a revelation to me to be like, whoa, like, um, hang on a minute. Like, I don't do that at all. And so then actually that in sparked that, that little freight, like that little... Um, comment sparked um, a period of time where I would just sit and I would just say, God, I'm listening. Um, I'm open to you speaking because I know that you're pretty good at it. Mm. Um, and I think expectancy is really important. I think expecting him to be good at speaking was really key in that. 
and sort of expect, like he does speak, right? He has so many thoughts. He has so many thoughts as, as the amount of grains on the sandshore, we're told. And so there's so many thoughts that he, he is wanting to share with us. And the, if you look in the Bible, and, and this also helped me doing a Bible study for myself of like the amount of times that it says, I will speak, I will counsel, I will lead you, mm. I will show you, I will tell you. You will hear a voice from behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. Yeah. The amount of times that the Bible tells us he's going to speak, really like the expectancy that that created then for me to sit there and be like, okay, What's, what, what, what are you going to say? I can't wait to hear what you're going to say. Mm. Um, and also then knowing that, um, so when you're born again, you're born in the spirit. And so then it's a new dynamic for you when you're born again. Mm. And so then learning how to live in the spirit, when we're born in, in our natural um, way, we learn as babies and as children how to grow in this world into growing a physical kind of, I can walk, I can talk, I can move. We need to learn when we're born again in the spirit how to do things in a spirit way. <laughs> and so sometimes we, we expect to be like, oh, I can do everything. But actually, no, it's a process. Mm. And so actually knowing and understanding that you've got to learn things in the spirit. Like you've got to, like learning anything, like learning a new language. You start with mama, dada, uh, gaga, guga, and then like you move then on to phrases and... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like so, so actually learning to hear and to perceive things and to do things in the spiritual realm, because God is spirit, right, yeah. is actually a process and not something that we just get straight away. We have complete access to him. He has given us, like, he's f like we are his sheep. We're going to hear his voice. That's a promise. Yeah. So it's going to happen, but it's something that we need to learn and we need to be okay with saying, okay, I only know, uh, like, I only know this much right now. But as I found, as I sat there and I pursued this, for myself, like, Lord, what do, what do you have? And asking questions is a great way to, to pursue him because you're asking questions and you're expecting an answer. Then actually then growing in that day by day as I did that, I actually was like, whoa, uh, like I'm hearing loads suddenly. Where it started small, but it grew into something bigger, which then spilled out into um, hearing for other people and stuff and for the church. That's good. Um, I, I would say, like, give it a go. I know it's a really obvious point, but if you feel like you want to grow in the gift of prophecy, like you're going to have to step out and share something. Um, and that doesn't have to be in a really scary context. I, you know, one of the first places that I learned to try out the prophetic gift was in the context of connect groups. Like, and actually being in a, really, a smaller group where there's like a safety of you know each other. And when you're kind of maybe praying in those groups, kind of asking God and, and being bold to kind of say to the person or in the group, um, this is what I feel like my God might be saying. Like that's a that's a really safe space to try it out. Um, so I'd encourage you to to be in connect groups and to make that an opportunity and to pursue that together. Um, I think as well, kind of asking questions. Like once you've shared a prophetic word, asking for feedback that can be really scary, um, particularly if you've just really put yourself out there and kind of done something, but asking you know, to the person you've just prayed for, prophesied over, like, did that make sense to you? How was, you know, did that make sense? Does it line up with what you feel like God is saying? Um, and just the thing I'd encourage is, like, get into the scripture as well. Like, a, a lot of the way God speaks to me is through the scriptures, highlighting and reminding things. And, and that is, you know, scripture is the, the word of God that God has given us that's living and active um, amongst us. And so, I would encourage you to make spending time with God and being in his word a real priority as that as well. That's great. Um, we're going to finish there. Josh and Ban, do you want to come and, and join? Um, 
just wanted to, to say a couple of things. I'm going to just pray in a moment. Um, but even just like talking about stepping out and stuff, I remember in one meeting, I literally came forward three times to bring a prophetic word. Someone had said, oh, make sure you bring prophetic words. We know you guys are gifted in it. And literally three times he sent me to the back and I never brought it. Um, and really did a good, good thing in me in the sense, like you said earlier, just keep praying and, and trusting. And what I felt God was saying ended up sort of happening in the meeting anyway. It just didn't happen through me. Um, but the other thing that I just wanted to touch on, and Shireen, I'm, I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit, but I wonder just what you mentioned to me earlier. I just want to probably bring that into this context. When you guys are saying about hearing, I, I love what you've both said, um, and, and just sitting with him and listening. Um, different times in my life, I've actually found it really hard not to hear his voice, but to receive what he's saying. I remember one time walking into a conference center, and it had that beautiful picture of a, of a dad holding his son. And no one was with me, and I was just stopped in my tracks. And the Holy Spirit just sort of came upon me and filled me. And the father just said, I love you like a father loves his son. And I'd realized for probably years it hadn't quite got into me. Like I knew it, but it, it hadn't quite landed. And um, I know there's going to be people here today. And I just wondered, I'd love to pray, but I wondered if you just wanted to share what you felt God saying to us as a church in this series. Yeah, I felt like... Um yeah, like, so we've been talking about how God wants to speak to us um, and how he's, he's, he's so ready to speak. And I just felt like, um, as I was praying this morning, that um, I just felt like some of us have, might have just, just kind of been thinking to ourselves, well, that's not, that's not me, or I don't, he doesn't speak to me like that, or I can't hear, I can't hear God, or I've tried that, and it, like, I don't know, I haven't, I haven't received anything. And so I just felt like... Um, yeah, some of us might have partnered with that as an idea, like sort of like said, yeah, that's that's discounted. I guess what it is is discounted um, ourselves from this is a thing, and I think um, like the the promise of Jesus is that if you're like if you believe in him, then you're his sheep and you hear his voice, and he will lead you and guide you, and he will be your shepherd, and you can follow him. And so then there's a promise to you as a follower of Jesus that you sh you can hear his voice. And so, yeah, I just wanted to pray for people who felt like they'd made an agreement or they'd, they'd had it suggested. I think the enemy does it a lot. Yeah. I think he says to people, you can't hear. Yeah. You're going to sit there and you're just going to be like, what? Like, nothing's going to happen. Like, he's already, like, you might, yeah, have, have suggested these kind of things to you already. Exactly. I wouldn't be surprised because he just, like, if he can block us in this area, it's, it's quite significant. Um, and so then we want to say no to that. Um, and I want to <laughs> encourage you that, that that is a lie. That is a lie that you have heard if you have heard that to the, um, before, or you're hearing it right now. Um, and so, yeah, I just want to. Yeah, why don't, let's all stand. We're going to sing in a moment. And um, Shireen, why don't you why don't you pray for us and just whoever you are in just receiving that, whether you feel like you've been discounted or you, you struggle to hear His voice, just receive this prayer. Go for it, Shireen. Yeah, I don't know whether you just want to like say not like. Yeah, I, yeah, that is something that I've thought of, but I'm going to say no to that right now. Like, yeah, I'm going to put that down as a as a thing that is has been suggested to me, or that's something that I've even taken hold of and, and agreed with. Just I say no, I disagree with that idea now. Yeah, Father God, we just break any agreement that has been made with the idea that we cannot hear God's voice, that He doesn't speak to us. Yeah, maybe everyone else, but not me. We just say no to that right now in the name of Jesus. 
just cancel that lie that is over anybody that has been suggested to anybody right now. And I just ask, Father God, that you would just come and that you would just bring freedom, Father God. I just ask, Father God, for just, uh, yeah, just, uh, yeah, excitement and just expectancy to just be replaced, Father God, in people's hearts and minds this morning, Father God, and expectancy and faith to just rise and to be released this morning so that people would just know that you're a God who leads, you're a God who counsels, you're a God who guides, you're a God who's going to show them what is to come. Those promises are for them this morning. And I pray, Father God, that as a church, we would just take hold of that, Father God. We would be a church who hears your voice, Father God, that is led by you. (laughs) Yeah, you are the Lord of our lives, the one who we want to lead us in everywhere that we go. And so, Lord, we submit to you as our Lord and Savior. And we say, Lord, my ears are open. (laughs) Yeah, Father God, take away any blocks. And yeah, give us an open ear to hear from heaven, I pray, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen.